Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I am so glad you're with me this week. We have a great guest on today and he's been on in the past, but it's been a while. However, I know if you are a faithful listener to this podcast, you're very familiar with his wife, Rachel Carmen, who has been on with me, I think probably more than any other guest that I've had on. So this is her other half. Should I say better half, Davis? Oh, definitely not. (laughs) Her other half. (laughs) This is Davis Carmen. He is the husband of Rachel Carmen, and we are so glad to have him with us this week. Before we get into our conversation, I want to say thank you to our sponsor, CTC Math. If you guys are looking for a great online math program, go to ctcmath.com. Try them out for free, ctcmath.com. Davis, Carmen, I'm so glad to have you with me this week, and I love having dads on the podcast with me who have homeschooled, been through homeschooling, and done the dad thing for quite some time. And so this week, we are going to talk to dads and about dads. And so if you have a husband who might be standing around, or maybe he needs a podcast to listen to on his way to or from work, this would be a great episode for him to listen to because it's going to really encourage him, but it will encourage you moms as well. So Davis, welcome back to the podcast. It's been a while. Introduce us to yourself and to your family. Sure. So thank you for the invitation. It's always great talking with y'all in person or in a podcast. Yeah. So um, I'm looking forward to sharing some things with uh, you and your audience today. But yeah, I'm the president of Apologia Educational Ministries. Rachel and I have been doing that for uh, almost 15 years now. And we've been married for 36 years. Uh, We have seven children. I always like to say we have two boys on the front end, two boys on the back end, and then three girls tucked safely in the middle. Um, three of our kids are married. We have uh, four grandchildren as of now. The newest one was born very recently, and we have two more due before the year is over. So we're going to have uh, six grandkids by the end of the year. We're loving that journey. And one other thing I'll add is we just finished our 26th and final year of homeschooling. We've launched number seven. So we're in a whole new phase of life right now and just uh, really enjoying watching our kids as they uh, are maturing into young adults and following God in many different ways and places. So cool. I love talking to moms and dads who have gone before us. And this is one of the reasons why I love talking to Rachel, because she is just a wise woman. You you did a good job marrying her and, and sticking with her because she's sure. great. And, uh, and, and so dad's the same. I love talking to dads who have been through the parenting thing. And, and really, like you said, you're not that you're ever done being a parent or, you know, discipling your kids, but it's a different phase of life now that you're in. Your kids are out of your home. They're in college or they're married or they're, you know, into their careers. They're doing their thing. And so I love just learning from you and just gleaning wisdom um, from you, especially because you have gone about parenting your kids from a biblical worldview. I know that you and Rachel have been very intentional about that. And so this week we're going to talk about dads and homeschooling. And I I love one of your topics that you have. It's called Heart Exam for Homeschool Dads. And you have this great acronym that you are going to walk us through this week. But I want to just start out by talking specifically to dads. So if there's a dad who's listening to this, maybe um, I want to do some encouragement at the end. But what's your encouragement to these dads who might be, they might have just turned this on and they're like, I don't know if I really want to listen to this. Just just bring some encouragement to them as to why they should even listen this week. What are you going to be able to share with them? A lot of dads that are homeschooling don't really know how to help and support their wife in this journey, because typically 
the wife is doing the lion's share of the work. Uh, now, there are off, it can be different, but that's the most common. And so as a guy, you don't want to just be sitting on the sidelines. And we tend to think, well, I, I got to teach some subjects to my kids. But there's many other ways that a guy can help and support and encourage their wife and their kids in this homeschooling journey. So that's some of what we'll share share today. Uh, and uh, hopefully the guys will you know, get a whole bunch of golden apples here and they can take one or two of them home and yeah. actually do something practical when the, this is said and done. Yeah. Yep. I love the practicality of, of giving advice and just saying, here's one thing that you can do to make a difference in the life of your family. And there are many things I like that you talk about. It's not just about helping with the academics. I mean, that's maybe for some families that's practical and dad is involved academically, but I think too many dads just think, well, I, you know, I leave the academics up to my wife, so I don't need to be involved at all. I trust her. And I know some wives get really irritated about that. I see comments on social media where wives will be like, my husband doesn't want anything to do with our homeschooling. He goes to work and he comes home and, you know, well, that is having something to do with it. He's going to work to provide for your family, hopefully, so that you can be home to homeschool your kids but there's so much more involved than just the academics of it. And so the the acronym that you have, HEART, H-E-A-R-T, um, the first one is have a heart for God. And I want to, I definitely want to start there because that is the most important thing that dad has a heart for God. Explain to us what you mean by that and how dads can influence their homeschool by having a heart for the Lord. Sure. So um, I should have said this in your last question too. So before I get into the H for heart, uh, I want to tell a short story about what motivated this presentation. Sure. So uh, it was 20 years ago now uh, when I was 40 years, and I know how old I am. Uh, <laughs> I was 40 years old. I was out um, uh, on the golf course with three other business associates, and we were doing business and enjoying the game of golf on a beautiful day. We're talking about the kids and the coaching that we're doing and the things we're doing at home. And so we finish our round, go home. And the next morning, I get a call from one of the guys that was in the foursome and said, hey, Davis, I got some bad news for you. Um, Chuck, the plant manager, died last night of a heart attack mowing his yard. Wow. So this was another guy in his 40s, picture of health, coaching his kids, and died of a heart attack. The point of this is that most physical heart attacks don't always show any symptoms. You, you could be a walking time bomb and not even know it. And so the application that I want to make as we go through this acronym of heart is that spiritually, we can be in the same kind of boat. We can think we're doing the right things, uh, not being hypocritical and got a heart for God when there may be some quieter issues uh, that we don't see and that we're blind to or that other people don't see. And so that's part of what I want the guys to be paying attention to is what in their life can they take care of? And that very first one, the H, is to have a heart for God. So um, the book of Malachi um, was uh, it, uh, talks about the heart issues. It's the last book in the Old Testament and is prepare, preparing the people's heart for the coming Messiah. So we're going to look through the book of Malachi as we go through this some, but one of the very first, um, I call them heart conditions, heart murmurs, heart problems that these people had is in verse 2. Chapter 1, verse 2, 
where they say, God, you don't even love me. And so we need to really, as guys, we need to look at what is our attitude towards God? Sure, we want to love God, but do we think that he doesn't love us? Um, And so that can be uh, an underlying issue with the heart because the greatest commandment is to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. But there is a relationship here of us falling in love with God, but not just thinking that he's some distant uh, deity that doesn't care about us. He actually loves us. Mm. And if we think through it that way, then our heart starts softening and uh, hopefully becomes in better condition than if you uh, think that God is against you and doesn't really have your best interest or uh, even want the best for you. But how we view God's love for us is uh, the first point here and key to a lot of the other ones. Yeah, that's that's a really interesting point. And I want to park there for a minute. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. What we do at IEW is break through the the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts. And we say, this is what you do step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com. Apologia supports homeschool families with Christ-centered K-12 homeschool curriculum designed to engage your student as they experience the awe and wonder of creation and their creator. Designed by leading scholars with a biblical worldview, Apologia's award-winning curriculum is written in a conversational tone directly to the student to encourage independence. Hands-on activities and experiments help students solidify the concepts they're exploring and build a lifelong love of learning. Visit us at Apologia.com. No one affects your child's education more than you do. Even though others may provide the courses and the supplies you need, you have the most say regarding the quality of your student's learning experience. You have a God-given calling to bring up your child to love God and to steward His creation. The people at BJU Press do everything they can to help you be successful in that endeavor. Visit their website at BJUPressHomeschool.com or call 1-800-845-5731 to speak with an experienced homeschool consultant. We are back with Davis. Uh, Before the break, you're talking about how many to recognize that God really does love them and has a heart for them. And I find it interesting for you to talk about that because it seems so often like men are the confident ones and women are the ones who are like, you know, does God really love me? Does How, how does God feel about me? We, we And I could be totally off on this. This is just what I perceive is that women tend to be more insecure about other people's love for them than men do. And so it's interesting for you to talk about that men actually think sometimes, does God really love me? And, it, you know, as a woman... I, I don't understand the mind of a man, of course. I never will claim to do that because even after 27 years of marriage, I'm still trying to understand my husband just as he's trying to understand me. But I appreciate your transparency and honesty in that. So let's take that a step further. For the husband um, who's maybe just trying to figure out, like, does God really love me? How can he, uh, other than reading God's word, of course, and reading about God's love for him, 
how can a man be certain that God really does love him and really does hear his prayers and cares for every one of his needs as well as the needs of his family? Yeah, well, in in Malachi, when the uh, priests were saying this to God and when the people were saying, God, you don't even love us, he says, whoa, time out a second. You think I don't love you? Esau, I didn't love, but you, I loved. And then he goes through some of what he did for him. And so I think one of the things we can do as as men uh, trying to follow God, trying to fall in love with God, is to recount all that God has done and provided mm-hmm. and, and ways that he has loved us, because there's going to be evidence of that. Uh, but it's our own hardness of heart that can cause us to be blind to what might actually be right in front of us. And that's that, again, is part of the issue is here is these... Uh, uh, heart murmurs, heart conditions that we'll look at are often and generally, they're things we're blind to and we don't see. So it really takes a while to do this heart exam. It's not an easy heart exam because yeah. we think, check, I'm good, check, I'm good, I'm good on that one too. Uh, and we can kind of just kind of go through it real quick and say, yeah, I'm fine, what's the deal? Um, but I, what I want to encourage the guys to do is really stop really consider and examine their heart. Where am I on this? Because more than likely, if the guys are like me, there's something that needs some work on. Um, And uh, if I really stop and don't go through the process too fast, then I can improve the health of my spiritual heart and get in a place that's better than I am today and not think that I'm uh, better off than I probably am. Yeah. So it's intentionality. It's really being right. intentional about understanding who God is and the things that God has done in our lives. And and right. I think it somewhat depends on personality too, right? I mean, some people are optimists, some people are pessimists. Those who are pessimists always say that they're just being realistic. They're the realists. And I'm like, no, you're just a pessimist. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's hard sometimes for us to really focus on the goodness of God and the good things that he's doing in our life, especially when there are things all around us that are difficult. And, um, you know, maybe we are ones who struggle with depression or we struggle with anxiety or we struggle with all sorts of different things that it's easy for us as men and women to say, God must not love me. He must not hear me. He must not care about me. And, um, and I think as we read his word more and more and really get a better understanding of who he is, we start to realize that God is good in all circumstances, even when it doesn't seem like the circumstances are good. Um, but it's, you know, it's being intentional about understanding who God is and letting him into our lives too. So, um, okay. So let's talk about the greatest commandment. And, you know, we hear this all the time in homeschool circles, especially when you go to homeschool convention, or if you listen to homeschool podcasts or read books about homeschooling. And oftentimes we bring it back to Deuteronomy 6, 5 through 7. And it says this, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. And this is kind of the standard homeschooling verse, which is an excellent part of scripture because this is really what we do as homeschool parents. But again, taking it back to dads specifically, how can dads really live out this greatest commandment with their kids when they're not necessarily able to be with them all day long? Oh, great question. I love how you asked that because 
what I like to say is in that scripture, it actually answers that question. It says, do this when you rise up, when you lie down, when you sit, and when you walk along the way. So, and so half of the times are in the kids' bedrooms, when you mm-hmm. rise up and when you lie down. So as a dad, that's two great opportunities to spend time with your kids, to teach them the love of God, to teach them that God loves them, which is part of what this first point in our uh, outline is, and to read to them, to tell them stories, to pray with them, to give them a hug and a kiss, to reassure them. So, um, I'm not a big musician, but if I was, I would play songs or sing songs with the kids. And so there's all kinds of things you can do to not rush going to bed or getting up. Uh, Rachel is a really good singer. So in the morning, she would sing songs as the kids got up and just create this bright, cheery atmosphere. And I'm in there uh, encouraging them in the same process to be part of the morning routine. But then there's two more times when you're sitting down at mealtime. Dads, that's a great chance to uh, what, what, to do all kinds of things, to have great conversations. One of the things we did as a family is that was our primary Bible memory verse time. And oh, we would yeah. literally go around the table and everyone would be practicing their verses, hearing their siblings' verses. Mom, Mom and I, Rachel and I had a verse that we were going through, and some of them were the same as, some of them were family and we were doing the same one. Some had their own verse. Um, uh, and we did a WANA, which is a memory verse club at church. So that that created a great um, culture and some great memories for all of us um, while you're sitting down, and I think of mealtimes primarily. But then as you walk along the way, if anybody's complaining about how much time they're spending in the van driving the kids all around, stop that and realize that is a Deuteronomy 6 moment where you have the kids captive. Yeah. Uh, you have their you know complete attention if you take it. So... Uh, yeah, I typically say don't pop in a DVD in the DVD player of the car. Have conversations with everybody. Now we did lots of uh, audio books that we would all listen to and then talk about. But more than anything, even your travel time, short around times around town or long distance travel, create great opportunities to practice Deuteronomy six. Yeah. Yeah. Such good stuff. There are so many opportunities. I think, you know, dads typically, even though they're gone during the day, they are home for a good part of their kids' waking hours, typically, right? And that doesn't mean that you come home and sit down on the couch or go into your man cave. And I don't know, I think maybe you and I have talked about this before. There is, There are a few things that drive me more crazy than a man having his man cave and checking out and just completely ignoring his family and saying, I'm going to just go have my own time because I need me time. And I'm not saying that men don't need to have time to themselves, just like moms need to have time to themselves, just like kids need to have times that are just themselves, especially if you have introverts, right? Those introverts really need that time alone. That's fine. But overall, as a practice, avoiding your family and not spending that time that God has blessed you with your kids. I mean, you know, Davis, you and I, um, before we got on, we were talking about, you know, just the, the, the idea that I can't even wrap my brain around my kids leaving my house yet. You know, mm-hmm. I, it just devastates me. Brooklyn is, she's going to be 17 this year. And I'm just like, stop it. Just stop growing up so fast. And, you know, Lacey is almost 12. And I, I just, it, it is exciting. And it breaks my heart at the same time because it's going so quickly. 
And I'm so thankful for the time that I get with them because it's so short. And you now have seven kids, all of them out of your home. And I'm certain that the time for you and Rachel has just blazed by. It's gone by so quickly. And here you are now, empty nesters, which is a great place to be too, because God is allowing you to continue the work that he's called you to. But our time with our kids is so short. And so we have to be intentional about the time that we have with them. Oh, it's so true. I mean, the saying is true that the days are long and the years are short. Yeah. And and everything we've actually been talking about right now, uh, especially on how to apply Deuteronomy 6, is a great segue into the next uh, points. So while the iron's hot, I'd love to go to point number two. Well, we're going to leave that as a cliffhanger because we are out of time. (laughs) So we're going to go to point number two on Wednesday. Um, You guys are going to have to come back and listen again. Uh, Davis, thank you for being with us. We will come back on Wednesday. We're going to talk about point number two. If you guys have not yet watched the movie Schoolhouse Rocked, please watch it. It will encourage you. Bring some friends to your house. Make some cookies for them. Give them cookie dough instead of the actual baked cookies because cookie dough is better than baked. And um, and that's just how it is. <laughs> I love the cookie dough. We had some friends over for dinner a while back and uh, they were so sweet. They brought me some cookie dough along with baked cookies and some ate the baked and ate the cookie dough. Anyway, make some cookies for them or brownies or whatever it is that you like. Pop some popcorn. Invite your friends over to watch Schoolhouse Rocked. Rachel Carmen is in it. She's um, a big part of our cast and we are so grateful for what the Lord is doing still through this movie. He is moving mountains. He is moving in the hearts of dads and moms, but it's been incredible to see so many dads who have watched this and the Lord has changed their hearts about homeschooling simply by watching Schoolhouse Rocked. So thank you guys for listening today. We will be back with Davis on Wednesday. Have a great rest of your day. Davis, Where can people find out more about you? Uh, Yes, the best place is to go to Uh, Apologia.com. That's where we have our creation-based science, math, and Bible curriculum available. You can, uh, from that website, you can read the blog, get a link to the podcast that we do called Let's Talk Homeschool. So just go to Apologia.com and you can find everything else you'll need sounds great. Those links will be in the show notes. And Apologia, of course, is a sponsor of the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. So thank you, Davis, for sponsoring the podcast. We'll see you guys back here on Wednesday. Have a great rest of your day. Bye.